Hello there, I'm Michael Jackson. And if, as yet, we've never met, perhaps you care to take a while, hear some of my thinking as we explore issues regularly. How regularly? Well, that will depend on events. It could be at least one day a week. But to be realistic, there is so much of worth, so much of historic impact, and so much trivia, too, that's making news. It could be, and this would be my hope, a daily dose. If I provoke you sufficiently to want to respond, this website will be available to you. Again, if I'm a stranger in your midst, I'll do the utmost to make this a worthwhile, edifying, informative, and sometimes fun zone. Point one, and there'll likely be a dozen or so each time we talk. A couple of weeks ago, the acclaimed and very cautious Times of London stated that in the Revolutionary Guards newspaper that Iran should seize, and I quote, a nice bunch of blue-eyed, blonde-haired officers and feed them to our fighting cocks. How dumb and dangerous a story thus far, becoming ever more so. Fifteen British sailors and marines kidnapped in supposedly Iranian waters by the naval forces of the elite Iranian Revolutionary Guards. Prime Minister Tony Blair and others closer to the events claim that this was a lie, and the rhetoric's gone downhill from there, and the tensions arisen. The same passage in the waters off Iran and Iraq have been traversed every day for years. They just wanted to flex their muscles. If the Brits should be hurt, or possibly killed, subsequent to their being bound, gagged, blindfolded, driven to Tehran and held in a cell, anything could happen. The waters of the Gulf have not seen an American presence of military hardware of such, I'm not exaggerating, staggering power since the first war in the Gulf. Two complete aircraft carrier task forces. And that means hundreds of aircraft, tremendous firepower, submarines, cruisers, and who knows what they're carrying in the arsenals of the ships. Iran is so close to becoming a nation with a nuclear arsenal. God help us, if or when that's achieved. Much depends on who's leading Iran's government at the time, and there appears to be some internal disputes there. But going back to the kidnapped forces, Britain has, of course, demanded the safe and immediate return of its personnel. They're letting the world know that they will not be held hostage to the mullahs. But the days pass, and the tensions rise. Again, I'm Michael Jackson. But think about it. Regardless of the lame duck status of the president here at home, he'll be, as he has described himself on so many an occasion, the decision-maker on foreign policy. A growing number of concerned citizens of left, right, and center are believing him to be the worst president in living memory. But from a different perspective or, or angle, there's the comment of the Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. He said... Mr. Bush could go down as one of the worst or best, saying that if in 10 years from now Iraq is a stable democracy, who knows? Maybe, maybe then there'll be Bush Republicans. He's not a very popular person anywhere in the world that I can think of. In the meanwhile, the war is costing this country so much, and it didn't need to be, didn't have to occur, but cost... Some 3,300 young men and women dead. And then the wounded, approaching 24,000. Medium-sized stadium full of the youngest of us, maimed, blinded, crippled. You know the litany. 
getting uh, to the studio today at an overpass in West Los Angeles. There were three, maybe four men begging, bedraggled, sad, limping, probably nowhere nearly as old as they looked. There were dilapidated shopping carts with plastic bags filled with crap. I mean, who knows what they contained? Probably filled with used-up products from cigarette butts to soap, maybe. As I looked at them, I wondered to myself who they were once, who they were, who they might have become. What happened? Well, right around the corner is the vet's hospital. The VA is filled with those who made it home from so many wars and battles dating back to World War II, like the Bethesda, Maryland stories of neglect and possible mistreatment of many coming home from Mr. Bush's war in Iraq. It must be corrected now. I wonder how he sleeps at night. I once asked Mrs. Rumsfeld, wife of, you know, the Rumsfeld, how he slept at night, and she said perfectly. But if we measure the cost of that war in dollars, thus far the price tag is well over $350 billion and no end in sight. I said at the outset that we may not be familiar with each other. Should this be our introduction, you've probably decided already that I'm some immigrant with a left-leaning bias. <laughs> you could be right, but certainly not on all issues. By the way, General Petraeus, our latest battle-hardened and extremely bright leader of our forces in battle, has said that by late summer, this late summer, American commanders should know if the recent surge in American forces is working. Meanwhile, if the insurgency and civil war are not noticeably suppressed by them, then a radical change in course may be needed. The president has frequently recently said that there's a lot more to be done. I agree. Mr. President, we've done a lot already, maybe more than enough. Here's a question for you. Let me put it straight and crudely. If, and I want you to answer out loud to yourself, if Mr. Bush called for an all-out war on Iran, Iran, now, if Bush attacked Tehran tomorrow, would you consider him nuts? I'd love to know your opinion. I'd think he was bonkers. Global warming, where do you stand? At long last, Congress is getting into the act. The former Vice President, Al Gore, father of the Oscar-winning documentary An Inconvenient Truth, has brought so much attention to the issue, it's been a godsend. The main challenge, the major drive, is to try and get us to adopt new technologies and change our energy-guzzling lifestyles. Maybe the feeling isn't as strong on the issue outside the beltway, as they say, away from Washington, but it surely is changing and gaining ground. Each time I see the cost of gasoline with its apparently insatiable price increases. Um, again, this morning, my uh, guzzler took in $70 worth of fuel. 70 On the other hand, maybe I'm becoming something of a cockeyed optimist because the most recent poll released by the Pew Research Center claims that only 47% of the folk they surveyed believe that human activities, such as burning fossil fuels, are causing global warming. Gore's next major goal, helping to organize a worldwide series of concerts. They're dubbed Live Earth. They'll be happening on all seven continents. The expected audience, you ready for this? Got to put a smile on your face. Two billion people. I'm not sure how they measure such an audience, but I like the sound of it. 
great stars participating, even in the sub-zero temperatures of Antarctica. The money they make, the funds they receive, will go to a fairly new non-profit organization, the Alliance for Climate Protection. Another thought about former Vice President Al Gore. And many of us feel, of course, that he was conned, cheated, robbed of the office of the presidency in his run for the presidency. But his contributions to this weary world of ours have already won him an Oscar and could just possibly, possibly could win him the most famous of awards bestowed on the outstanding people of this world, the Nobel Peace Prize. Hey, with the price of gasoline in mind, have you noticed that on television, when they show the various prices of gas, the reporter will say something like uh, $2.70. But that isn't the truth. For some inexplicable reason, they are allowed to charge us nine-tenths of a penny per gallon. You know what I mean? Nine-tenths to make the price look lower. Question, has anyone, how, any time, any place, ever received a tenth of a penny change? Question. Do you believe that the pumps are ever accurate to one-tenth of one penny? I sure don't. So how is it legal? Imparting a couple of quick quotes. How true they are? Senator Patrick Leahy of Vermont on the imminent move of Halliburton's head office to uh, Dubai. It's an example of corporate greed at its worst. I love your way with words, Senator Leahy. It's an example of corporate greed at its worst. I mean, this is an insult to the U.S. soldiers and taxpayers who paid the tab for their no-bid contracts and endured their overcharges for years. At the same time, they'll be avoiding U.S. taxes, but I'm sure they won't stop insisting on taking their profits in cold, hard U.S. cash. Um, David Letterman, he said it, and he's correct, I think. He said, James Cameron, he thinks that they have found the tomb of Jesus Christ. I hope so. To me, that's very interesting. But who would have guessed that they'd find Jesus before bin Laden? <laughs> There's a name from the past, too, bin Laden. I came across the following in a German newspaper. It is, I think, powerful. I think it's most significant. On the front page, it read, China displaced the United States as the largest source of imports into the European Union last year. Question for next time. Just where are we headed? That's it for now. We'll have more to speak about frequently as we give this weary world of ours a sort of a kick in its axis or whatever strikes your fancy. I'm Michael Jackson. Bye now. God bless. <laughs>